Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back, Kip Nation. Welcome everyone to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, and I pray that you make this podcast your favorite drive time podcast. Listen, I hope that you are enjoying the podcast, and if you are enjoying this podcast, do you know what I need you to do? Yes, of course, go and influence the nations. But what I really need you to do is make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you share this podcast with your network. Remember this scripture. If you love God, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my sheep. So we love God and this is a word from God and this is blessing you, then we have an obligation as members of the body of Christ to share this podcast around the world. Let's get it out. Today, I want to talk to people who are struggling. How many of you are struggling to believe God? How many of you are struggling to believe a promise that God made you because everything around you seems to be subversive to that particular promise? Maybe it's been a long time. Maybe everything in your life has begun to slide downhill ever since you heard the promise. This kind of pain or this kind of trauma or this kind of extended wait for the promise is not contrary to God's word. Joseph was given a promise and before the promise fulfilled itself, he was put into a pit sold into slavery, then rising to prominence in Potiphar's house as a slave, but the chief servant of his house, he was lied on. After being lied on, he was put in prison. Just imagine you get a promise from God. You go to the pit, then you go to Potiphar's house and get lied on, and then they throw you behind in jail. Yeah, I said it. They threw you behind in jail. 
That's crazy. It makes you feel some kind of way, but it also makes you feel like God's promise is not going to come through. But every aspect of what Joseph went through helped to shape his destiny so that when God did promote him, that he became the prince of Egypt, second in charge to everything that Pharaoh owned. Imagine going from a prisoner in the royal jail to a prince in the royal palace. That's how quickly things can turn for you. And so when God says something to you, I don't care how you feel. I do not care about your circumstances. I do not care about where you were born or what you know or what you don't know. God is setting you up so that his promises can be fulfilled in your life and in the life of all those who name the name of Jesus Christ. So a setback is not denial. A setback is just a place where God puts you for a setup. So don't confuse disappointment with defeat. Disappointment is temporary, but God has a place for your disappointment. I will disappoint you so that I can appoint you to the place where you need to be. But we have to be in the right place and we have to be in the right posture to receive what God is getting ready to do. The right place or position and then the right posture. There's no way that Joseph could have become the prince of Egypt, still staying in his father's house, helping his father shepherd the sheep with his brothers. There's no way. But how about an obscure pattern that leads him again from the pit to Potiphar's house to the prison and to the palace? A pattern that we would have never recognized. God has patterns that are beyond us because his ways are not like our ways, but as far as the heavens are from the earth. So if you're going through a lapse in judgment because God has made a promise to you, that has not been fulfilled. I want to tell you to join the club. Because in Genesis chapter 16. Abraham and Sarah had a lapse of judgment. Some years prior. God had made a promise to Abraham and Sarah. That they would have a child. And it got to a point. Where they did not believe that they could have this child. And so they began to figure that hey. Since we can't have the child. We'll just make a child. So Sarah decided to hook Abram up with Hagar and they had a child named Ishmael. But Ishmael was not the promise. You can hear God's promise, but you can't make God's promise happen. God's promises only happen at an appointed time, at an appointed season, in the fullness of time. So let's bypassed this season in Abraham and Sarah's life when they were messing up, trying to manufacture the promise. Promises cannot be manufactured. Promises can only manifest. Let me say this again. Promises cannot be manufactured. Promises can only manifest. So today I'm going to read the 18th chapter, just a few verses, just a few verses. But the Bible is a lamp unto our pathway and a light unto our feet. And when 
whatever you're going through. I was praying this morning and I'd ask God a question and I opened the scripture and he immediately responded to what I asked him. And so we're going to read the scripture because someone out there needs to hear that God's promises are not a laughing matter. If he said it, he's going to do it. He's able to fulfill his word. Let's read. Let's go right into the 18th chapter of Genesis, the 24th year of the promise. Discouragement has set in and here is a visitation from God to help you to know that God has not forgotten about you. The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf, gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and roasted milk and he served it to the men as they ate. Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitor asked. Now, I, I want to stop before we get into that, but I want you to see something. It says that the Lord appeared to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre, but then it goes on to say there were three men. I would deduce that this is a shadowing of the coming of Jesus Christ. For the three men, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, I believe that this is a representation of them coming to fulfill the promise to help encourage Abraham. But here's the thing that I want you to see, the servanthood of Abraham. People in whom a promise is coming to never forget to serve. Abraham not only made sure that their feet were washed after walking on the dusty roads of the desert, but he also made sure that they were fed properly. He ministered to them in food. He ministered to them in drink. He ministered to them in giving them bread. He made sure that they were comfortable. He indeed was a servant. And when we are believing God for something in the same way that Abraham blessed these men in the natural realm as representatives of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, so should we bless God on a daily basis, making sure that we worship him, making sure that we read and study to show ourselves approved workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 
We cannot get off of the paths that God have put us on. I know the world wants us to go left, but we need to stay on the path of righteousness for his namesake in spite of everything we see. So as Abraham took care of these men, daily we should worship our God. Now let's get back to Sarah. So then they asked the question, where's Sarah your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you this time next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Watch this definitive declaration. I will return about this time next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. When God puts his stamp on his word, you can bet your last dollar, your last nickel, that what he said will come to pass. I remember when God told me that I was going to pastor and I was teaching at the time and there were several churches that were looking at me. But when it came time to re-up so that I could teach for next year, I told them I was going to pastor. I believed God that I was going to pastor even though no church had given me an offer, had told me I was going to pastor, had told me they wanted me to be their pastor, but I believed God. You have to believe God when you don't have evidence. You have to believe God when it takes time. You have to believe God when God reinforces what he said. And for this particular moment, God reinforces what he says and says next year at this time, you, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, how could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband, is also old. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Well, here's a question for you. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year. Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. And I want to submit to you today, maybe that you're not laughing, but your friends are laughing or your family's laughing or the world's laughing. And nobody believes what God shared with you late in the midnight hour. But I want you to be encouraged today as I simply ask you this question. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything that God cannot do? If you can come up with an affirmative response to that question based on the word of God, know that your Isaac will be born and that whatever God shared with you shall come to pass. Be encouraged. In spite of everything you see, know that the Lord is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can think and or ask according to the power 
that worketh within you. Let the power work within you, my friends. Know that God cannot lie and he will fulfill his word. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray that you have been blessed by this message and that you will go into the world and influence the nations. God bless. Have a great day.